This is Jamal Anderson. You know the OG and original Dirty Bird, the number one Dirty Bird, and you're listening to the Fantasy Football Plug podcast with my boy Jay Parrish. Check him out, y'all. He's bringing that heat all the time. Rise up, Dirty Bird Nation. What's up, guys? This is Jamal. Robert better not get in my face. Cause I'll drop that motherfucker. Tune in, this is where it's at The Fantasy Football Plug Podcast You know that we got it popping Oh yeah, that's apparent Got a shout out to my homie One and only Jay Parrish Yeah, tune in, you already know what's up They call him the Fantasy Football Plug It's time to turn it up I bet you can't get enough Got them bouncing like they in Louisiana, huh, bruh? Hey, the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast Let's go What is good, everybody? This is Jay, the Fantasy Football Plug, with another Fantasy Football Plug podcast. Uh, today's episode is going to be the Plug's top 10 wide receivers in a PPR format. Um, just getting everything started today. I appreciate you guys' patience. It is my birthday today, so I'm going to try and make this one quick so I can spend time with my wife, a.k.a. the love of my life. And um, Anyway, I hope you guys uh, enjoy the episode, so let's get into it. Um, Wanted to get a shout out, of course, Draft with Red Zone. Uh, go to draftwithredzone.com and get your draft package. Uh, it's got a badass draft board with your color coded stickers for each position, uh, all players' names, everything. I, I noticed on Instagram, he's getting all of his packages and everything together, so I'm pumped as fuck to get mine. It's got two rings that I'm going to have one representing last year, my championship, and then um, whomever wins this season. Um, Really looking forward to getting that for sure. Uh, Piggy Bank Picks. My boy, Piggy Bank Picks and Fantasy Football Crackbacks. One in the same fantasy shop that also will take care of your handicapping needs. And again, I'm not talking about Sopranos. Bears, Beers, and Bros. Bears, Beers, and Bros. My bad tongue twister. Mention, um, want to mention their podcast. It is awesome. Y'all need to get on. Get familiar with it. Check it out on Spotify. Um believe it's on uh, iTunes as well. Get anywhere you can find it. Get on there and subscribe. Uh, let me see. Burgers Brats podcast. Loved being a, a guest with them before. Had a great time. They always have awesome analysis on any sport you can possibly think of. So definitely get familiar with them. Um, definitely give a shout out to Hard Start Fantasy Football podcast. Uh, their YouTube channel is off the chain. Everybody needs to get on there and, and, and uh, subscribe to them. Hit that like button and that bell for the notifications. Make sure you get on that and get familiar. They they bring out what fantasy football is supposed to be, if you ask my opinion. It's supposed to be camaraderie, it's supposed to be fun, it's supposed to just have you're supposed to just have a good time, period. And uh they definitely show you how to do that. Um just a just a bunch of great guys. I've been uh Talking to them a bunch on Instagram, doing mock drafts with them and everything. We keep trying to set stuff up, but I feel terrible because uh, my boy Piggy Bank picks and um, and everybody from Hard to Start Fantasy Football. I, I can never seem to get everything uh, everything set because I'm three hours ahead of them, so it, it's it's kind of tough. But to those guys, I appreciate y'all still fucking with me, um, even though it's been a while since I've been able to make it. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Pocket Glass Football Podcast. Y'all make sure to get on there and, and listen to their podcast. It's awesome. That's another one that is just, it's just a great podcast whenever it comes to any kind of analysis. It's fantastic. So getting to the episode, ladies and gentlemen, 
plugs top 10 wide receivers in a PPR format. Of course, number one, not just being a homer because I'm a Saints fan, Mike Thomas. And like I said, I know I'm a homer, but this is Mike fucking Thomas. In 2019, he was targeted 185 times, catching 149 of them for 1,725 yards and nine touchdowns. That's unreal. That's uh, This man is easily the number one receiver in the league right now. I know there will be the Julio, Devontae, and D-Hop truthers, but you can't deny production, and Mike Thomas is nothing but production. He's a beast. Um, Thomas has gotten better each year as well. Everybody constantly says, you know, you're going to be – He's going to have regression, which, uh, you know, I understand that. that that's, that's to be expected by some people. But, <clears throat> but Mike Thomas has not regressed yet. Um, he has gone up every single season in multiple aspects, in touchdowns and yards and catches and targets. It's just he's the sky's the limit for this dude. This guy doesn't have a ceiling. He's blown straight through it. Uh, number two, Devontae Adams. Um, Adams is one that will make a jump from 2019. He was injured for four games and still did what he did. He was still targeted 127 times, catching 83 of them for 997 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, Devontae Adams is probably one of these guys that, that you can that you can guarantee he's going to get tons of, of targets and looks, and, and Aaron Rodgers just loves this guy. Um, now, he – okay, he – he would have had Mike Thomas numbers, I think, if he wasn't hurt. And, I mean, just, you know, if, if things were running smooth in the offense. I mean, they had a new offensive coordinator. They were running the ball a lot more. I think that uh, Lafleur, the loser, will, will open his eyes and, and get him some more love. Um, Rodgers loves him as well. Um, in the games Adams played, he averaged 83 yards. That's not fucking bad at all. 10.59 targets. Again, not bad. 6.92 catches per game. Not bad, but would love to see that go up, and it will. All these stats are for 12 games. So imagine the stats I throw out there to show what he may have had the entire year. You know those things I, also, I always say, you know, if you multiply it or you do the math, he was on, on pace for this much or, you know, whatever. <clears throat> well, here you go. That's uh, He was on pace for 1,329 yards, seven touchdowns. And for my PPR people, 110.72 catches. So that's 110 extra points. You see what I'm saying? I mean, it's, that's not bad at all, except for his TDs. But that could be higher. With those calculations, it's all up in the air. You never know if that's how it would actually pan out. But we always like to have fun with it. Long story short, the number one receiver in an Aaron Rodgers-led offense is a safe bet for fantasy production. So definitely look for Devontae Adams if, say, Mike Thomas gets picked up before you in the uh, – like, say, if you're at the at the later first round, beginning of the second, and say, you know, a, a running back run went, went off, go for him. Uh, number three, Julio Jones. Julio went off again hauling in 99 of his 157 targets for 1,349 yards and six touchdowns in 2019. He's clearly Matt Ryan's favorite target. So why does it seem like he's not getting the respect he deserves? Now, by that, I mean, nobody's really talking much about him. So, I mean, he's definitely respected. He's a beast. Um, He's one of the baddest motherfuckers on the field. I mean, it's fucking Julio Jones. No matter what, he's a monster, and he is definitely garnering respect from the players and anybody really who actually talks about him. It's just nobody really talks about him. Now, why doesn't he get that respect as far as when it comes to the fantasy community speaking about him? It's 
hard to say really. He has cons- he's as consistent as they come and the safest wide receiver on this list. And therein lies the lack of respect. No one likes to talk about the sure thing when discussing who's the best. He's just not a sexy pick. That's why people constantly talk about Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, it, he, <laughs> I mean, he's fallen every single fucking year, but everybody just keeps talking about him because he made that catch. The catch. And he continues to make badass catches and acrobatic catches and stuff. And then people want that on their team to where they can be like, did you see what that motherfucker did on my team? He's a beast. Julio doesn't need to necessarily do that because the guy just outplays everybody. So he doesn't need to make the acrobatic catch or anything like that. I mean, he he's just probably one of the best route runners you could ever find. He's got strong hands. He knows where the ball is. He's a he's a ball hawk. I mean, he'll he'll make sure that he gets it in his hands. He's a fucking monster. And he's huge. I mean, when you see him playing against anybody else, I mean, they, they look like children. It's it's fucking hilarious. Um now as weird as all that sounds, hear me out. When you talk about a Mike Thomas, Devontae Adams, it's not really about consistency. It's about the unknown. The unknown of whether they will keep up the numbers, targets, and touchdowns. Julio was guaranteed to hit. He's the safest bet as far as wide receivers go. The only reason there was a hiccup was, or the only season, excuse me, only season there was a hiccup was 2017 when he only had three touchdowns. But he still fucking killed it that season. Um, Julio may not be the pick with the most wow factor, but you can draft him as a set it and forget it guy. I mean, just leave him in your lineup. That's it. Um, number four, Tyreek Hill, the cheetah, the speed demon has his lowest totals, excuse me, had his lowest totals since 2019 with 58 catches on 89 targets for 860 yards and seven touchdowns. He was the biggest hit or miss player on your team. If you had him. One week, putting up 215 yards on 10 receptions against the Rams in week 11 and 13 yards on one reception the very next week against the Raiders. The thing is, he had a 215-yard game, oh, and two touchdowns. So that week, he probably single-handedly won your matchup. In PPR format, that equates to approximately 43.5 points. Strong as fuck. Last season, he only played... 12 games. So with that ridiculous stat matrix, I like to throw out there, he was trending for 1146 yards and nine touchdowns. Definitely some numbers that you want out of your receiver. Those are great numbers and probably the closest I've seen to being accurate for what the player can actually do. Uh, This freak of nature can do those numbers this season, no problem. And I think he will, um, barring injury, of course. So draft him with confidence. Um, Okay. Now, to to one of my bust candidates, um, which everybody <laughs> I've heard a lot of shit about, and then I've also heard that they agree, so up in the air. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. <gasps> Hopkins, so low? Yeah. Listen, Hopkins is a beast, a man amongst children out there. The guy who had the craziest stat I've ever heard for a receiver, you know the one, where if it touched his fingers, he caught it. That's fucking insane. Every one of them. However, he is in a new system. Granted, a system where the head coach cares more about his own hubris than the actual team's success. So that translates into, I'm going to make myself look like a genius with this trade. And don't get me wrong, he made out like a fucking bandit on this trade. Very smart to bring over arguably the best receiver in the game. Hopkins caught 104 of his 150 targets for 1,165 yards and seven touchdowns. It's strong-ass numbers. But who's to say he will get those targets again in Arizona? This is this is where my issue with him lies. 
Fitzgerald and Kirk accounted for 217 targets. It's 109 for Larry Fitz and 108 for Christian Kirk. I just can't see Hopkins getting 150 targets. However, I know he will do something with the targets that he does get. But until I see how much or how many times he is targeted, I'm not drafting him at his current ADP. I'd rather go for somebody else like um, even this guy, number six, Kenny Colliday. Um, the, I actually said Kenny Galladay is what I meant to say. Jesus Christ, I can't speak right now. I apologize to everybody. Um, if you haven't already turned it the fuck off. All right, Kenny Galladay. This guy is one I'm definitely aiming for in every draft. I love to get my hands on some Kenny Galladay draft picks. He's a beast. Um, I fuck. I just love the way he plays. Galladay caught 65 of his 115 targets for 1,190 yards and 11 touchdowns. And that was without Stafford. Not completely, but mostly. Well, he's got his gunslinger back, and I see him having a monster year. Uh, Galladay plays like an old-school receiver, going up for the ball that's obviously contested and coming down with it no matter what, leaving anyone watching asking themselves, how the fuck did that happen? Also making his fantasy owners very happy. Galladay is good enough to be a wide wide receiver one, in my opinion, so go get him. A lot of times, if guys like to go... Wide receiver heavy, sometimes Galladay's just sitting there. I have no idea why, but he is. So say you decide you want to you jump on two uh, running backs first, totally cool. Galladay sometimes is just waiting there to be picked. All right, number seven, <clears throat> Chris Godwin. Here is a conundrum. Godwin or Evans, Edwin, Evans or Godwin. Who's going to be the benefactor to Tom Brady? My answer, both. They both had good seasons in 2019, and that was with Jameis Winston. Who, Jameis Winston, don't get me wrong. I mean, that motherfucker threw for over 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns and uh, 30 receptions. He said out of the corner of his mouth. Um, Godwin won the season last year with 86 receptions on 121 targets and 9 touchdowns. Just fucking awesome numbers. And by won the season, I mean between him and Evans. Um, he would be higher on this list if it weren't for the changes at QB, which sounds crazy. But hear me out. That being said, I believe Godwin will benefit slightly more than Evans because of how Brady plays. He loves his slot receivers, and Godwin is more of a slot receiver than Evans. And in Evans' defense, it's better that way. Evans is nicknamed Godzilla because of the fact and uh, of his size and his fucking power. He's huge, and the guy's a monster. Godwin is a speedy receiver that will get more looks than uh, get more looks than Evans from Brady because that's what Brady likes. Just look at Edelman. Um, that was Brady's guy, and that's what Godwin is. He will be a Brady's guy. All right, my number eight receiver, uh, Mari Cooper. Cooper had a good year in 2019, even though you might hear otherwise. He caught 79 of his 119 targets and had eight touchdowns. And in my opinion, those are good numbers. Um, I feel people aren't into Cooper as much because he's had drop issues, but not as bad as when he was with the Raiders for sure. But it is still an issue, I guess. I mean, I I just say I guess because I didn't see it as much as some because I see that he caught 66.4% of his targets, and that's not terrible. DeAndre Hopkins was 69.3, and that's not too much higher. I mean, it, you know, it, it's, it's not a terrible percentage. Anyway, I feel that Cooper is going much later than the top three, you know, being Thomas, Devontae Adams, and um, Julio Jones. So, I mean, it, 
he's going much later. So if you want to steal any, like he could be a steal for anyone drafting wide receiver late. You know, he's going as wide receiver 12 and 31 overall in PPR format. So you could get him as a wide receiver one, and I think that's just fine. Meaning if you decide to draft him as your first wide receiver. Um, The only setback you may experience is CeeDee Lamb, who is a stud and could take some targets away from Cooper, which will happen because, I mean, you know, they're going to want to use their new toy. Therein lies my ranking of Cooper close to the end of the list. That's the whole reason is, is is CeeDee Lamb and, you know, some drop issues. But I think he could be a very good wide receiver one for a team that's going running back heavy. I mean, but that's my opinion. You know, I I just don't think he's going to be better than the first seven. But anyway, I'm moving on to number nine, which is Mike Evans. Tom Brady's number two, possibly. Could still be the number one. It it remains to be seen. That's why I'm a little bit sketchy on both these guys. Um, Evans is and has always been a monster, catching 67 of his 118 targets for 1,157 yards and eight touchdowns. He's only at a 56.8 catch rate percentage, but you have to forgive him. All the interceptions that Jameis threw were mostly meant for Evans, so give him a break. You know, I mean, he can only catch a ball that gets close enough to him and doesn't get picked off. Um, He's topped 1,000 yards every season since he got into the NFL in 2014. He's always going to produce. He's this low because I want to see what Brady does with this offense. I feel Godwin will reap more of the benefits from Brady because of what I've seen from Brady in the last few seasons in New England. Like I was saying before, he liked Edelman and Edelman was his slot guy. So, and Evans isn't really much of a slot guy that I can recall. Um, but Evans will still be a monster. He will finish inside the top 10 again. So draft him with confidence. Um, Evans is another one that you can draft later on. And I think he's still a serviceable wide receiver. One, uh, people are sleeping on him because they're going for Godwin first. Sometimes people are going for Godwin before Evans and Evans before Godwin. It goes back and forth, back and forth. It just depends on what mock I'm doing. Um, Number 10, probably one of my favorite receivers. I've drafted him in damn near every league I've ever been in because I've stolen him. Allen Robinson. Still not sure why people sleep on Robinson, but happy that they do because I'll draft the fuck out of him every single time. He hit 1,147 yards on 154 targets. 154 targets. I said that correctly. With 98 receptions and seven touchdowns with Trubisky's bum ass throwing to him. So think about that with Trubisky. Listen, Nick Foles, if you ask me, is a better pass thrower than Trubisky. Now, as far as athlete, uh, I don't see it. Trubisky's got him in spades as far as, got him hands down as far as athleticism goes. But, you know, I think Foles is going to be a little bit more of a gunslinger for Robinson. And I think that's exactly what Robinson needs. Um, So Robinson has hit 1,400 yards in 2015, when he had Bortles throwing to him, okay? I mean, goddamn, what's this dude need to do to get some respect? Robinson is the clear number one on that team and will keep getting targets and keep making catches. Crazy calling him a number 10, like, on this list. But, I mean, it, I, I don't... I don't think I would be taken seriously if I am taken seriously at all in the first place, putting him any closer to number one, but... In my opinion, I mean, he can be anywhere on this list, really. He's a fucking beast as long as he stays on the field. And now he's actually got a decent quarterback. I mean, the Bulls won a fucking Super Bowl. So, I mean, I, I guess he's got that going for him. But 
Mark him down, man. Robinson's going to have a fucking beast of a year. He's one of my sleepers. I always recommend going for him if you can get him. Anyway, guys, I appreciate y'all's patience with me going through that list. Um, I've been a little bit, I wouldn't say under the weather, but tired. Um, I've been losing a ton of sleep just because uh, I just haven't been able to sleep too well. But I appreciate y'all very, very much listening and getting through that. Promise you the ones coming up in the future will definitely be better. Um, I'll be able to speak a little bit more clearly. So um, don't give up on it. But anyway, appreciate you guys. I'm going to go have a happy birthday with my wife, aka the love of my life. And I um, guess I'll holler at you guys later. I'm out. Wide receiver, Brad Stevens. Tune in. This is where it's at. The Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. You know that we got it popping. Oh, yeah. That's apparent. Got a shout out to my homie, one and only Jay Parrish. Yeah. Tune in. You already know what's up. They call him the Fantasy Football Plug. It's time to turn it up. I bet you can't get enough. Got him bouncing like they in Louisiana. Huh, bruh? Hey. The Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. Let's go.